Welcome back to the Sweaters Club, guys. As always, I'm your host, Mikey Moore. Tonight, we're joined by Gemma and Van from up-and-coming pop-punk post-hardcore outfit, This Space Is Ours. After forming in the midst of the pandemic, the band have come out swinging with a bunch of heavy-hitting singles, including their new track, Gone in May, as well as tearing up the live circuit with the best Melbourne has to offer. We discuss Gone in May, forming a band during a world crisis, and what the future is going to look like for This Space Is Ours. Listen in. Okay, welcome back to the Sweaters Club, guys. Tonight I'm joined by the legends Gemma and Van of Melbourne Post Hardcore Outfit, This Space Is Ours. How are you guys? Hey, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> what about you, Van? <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty good, pretty good. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having us. I'm like, I'm running the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. I, um, as I said to you before the show started, um, I've been meaning to get you guys on the show for a while. Uh, you're definitely one of the the newer bands on the scene that have uh, been making some noise and uh, one I've certainly had my eye on. So yeah, really lovely for you guys to join us on the show. Thank you. That was really nice to hear. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you guys are a relatively new band uh, beginning in 2021, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much starting officially in 2021. We kind of like got together right before COVID and yeah, COVID was a thing. <laughs> so mm. it took a while to get started back up again and getting gigs and stuff because gigs weren't happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, starting a band in like a catastrophic world event must be, uh, it must be the hardest way to do it, surely. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was very hard to like, at least for me, like during COVID to like believe that things were actually going to happen. Like I had all in my head, I'm like, I'm going to have to start a solo career. I can't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, but it all worked out. Good. I definitely helped um, sort of like with, you know, having the bandmates that we have, you know, keeping that passion alive. Um, we got some very great bandmates who are really good at encouraging and, you know, sort of sharing ideas, even though we couldn't physically meet up in person. Mm. And in terms of uh, getting the members together, were these people you'd all played with previously or was it sort of like a bulletin on a forum sort of thing? Or Yeah, the latter. <laughs> Basically me collecting people from the internet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just turned out like whoever was committed enough and, it, yeah, we all clicked and it felt right when it was the five of us. Like before, like other people I play with, played with, it didn't feel as right. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. I remember sort of the, the first prac we had is all five of us with the lineup that we've currently got. It just first prac was kind of one of those moments like, oh, yeah, that feels right. You know, I remember we you and me our team. To each other, like when it was Harry, because like, Harry was the last one to join. And like you and me walked off and was like, this is it. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, did yeah. you guys have previous experience in bands before this space is ours or was this sort of like your first project? I have, but like, um, I'm like, I don't know if I want to share that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was good times, but I was very young and <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. Oh, we all have bands like that, I'm sure. What about yourself, Van? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I also have some, some embarrassing first bands, I guess. Um, <laughs> But especially the band I was playing with before this was kind of like a soul funk band, so it was a bit a bit of a change for me. Wow. Um, 
even though this is more the music that I was definitely grew up listening, that kind of pop punk vibe being a huge paramour and tonight alive fan. Yeah, nice one. And um, tell us the inspiration behind the band name This Space Is Ours. We had a different band name at first. It was Space Between Us, and that had come from, like, way back, like, previous members that were in it even just for, like, a little bit. And then we released the first single, Trick or Treat, and there was just so many issues that came along with having that band name. Is like there was, like, 17 other bands with the same band name, Space Ooh. Between Us. There was also this uh, teen drama movie that wasn't scored super great on Rotten Tomatoes that, like, every time you searched it on Google, this movie showed up. It looked like it was had something to do with, like, teens in space, you know? Yeah. Um, so we decided after that we were just like, we need something that's more unique and findable. And Van came up with it. What was your inspiration, Van? <laughs> well, you know, I kind of, I, I sort of liked the vibe we were going for, even though I didn't specifically like that name. Um, and I just wanted something really, like, powerful and, like, something that you can kind of feel, makes you feel connected, you know? So I kind of liked the idea of just being in a band where you could say, like, you know, this space is ours. Because um, that's essentially what you do when you're playing a gig. You kind of make the stage and the audience, you know. Collectively, you just all join in on this space. And I thought that sounded really powerful to say on stage. So that's where I kind of brought it to the band that everyone was like, you know, kind of vibed it just as much as I did. Yeah, it makes cool. for many puns as well. <laughs> it does. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, you, you sort of mentioned before some of your influences, Van, in Tonight Alive and uh, Paramore. Um, what were Because I, I definitely hear like a, a definite like metal influence as well. But um, tell me the biggest influences on the band and the music. We all kind of like the five of us all have like very similar but different like inspirations. Like I know you'd know more than me, Ben, so I'll let you answer, but I'll answer mine. Mine are uh, definitely Tonight Alive. That's one you and me can – sorry, my cat is having a time. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely Tonight Alive is one that you and me cross over with Van. But my biggest inspiration like, of all time is My Chemical Romance and I try and add Hell that yes. theatricality into my performance and singing and a lot of Midwest emo in my lyrics as well because I like to have kind of like a poetic vibe going on. Mm. But, yeah, we all have different but then it connects together. You go on, Van, because you know more about this than I do. Um, well, I think it kind of fits well. We all kind of have the, the different aspects of heavy music. So um, we all do enjoy, like, pop punk and we all love Paramore. Myself, I was a big uh, progressive metal fan as well, so I enjoyed mm. bands like Periphery and Tool and Carnival. Um, nice. You know, so I kind of try to add a little bit of those elements there. I know our guitarists are big metalcore fans. Um, Mark, our lead guitarist, is a big, like, thrash head. So you always see him with the Metallica T-shirt. He's always <laughs> listening to, like, uh, Slayer and stuff like that. Loves those things. Um, Sam, our rhythm guitarist, is sort of much more like he loves that metalcore and that kind of new metal sound. And you can hear that um, in a lot of his writings. He, like... He does. He attends pretty much every, like, live gig in Melbourne. It's crazy. Sure. That's awesome. He's that. a big supporter of the scene, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, I think he just recently went to see um, some mates of ours open up for the, was it, um, 
uh, North Road who opened up. Oh, I can't remember what bands they opened um, up for. Against the Tyrant. Um, that's it, yeah. Um, you know. Nice. Um, so he, whenever there's a gig local or huge, he's there. Um, and our, uh, our bass player, Harry, who's uh, the slight outlier in his musical <laughs> influence, um, you know, because he, he also started out as a cello player. He wasn't first a bass player, so he's wow. got a bit of a classical influence there. He's a great cello player, um, truly yeah, talented man. Yeah, we need man. to use that. <laughs> but he was sort of like that kind of, that like, you know, that rock and roll sound. He really liked that, like, classic rock and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, I mean, starting we, we talked about before, starting the band during a catastrophic world event must be difficult, but... um. Tell us about the beginnings of the band and I guess planning things would have been difficult when each day sort of bought new things and it was a bit, there was so much uncertainty, but um, how did you guys manage sort of keeping things going through that period? Um, we had, I don't know, I'm not sure if this was before or after COVID, Van, you can tell me, um, but we had these sessions with Jazz Yates, the like manager, the JY manager. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know Jazz. That would have been, yeah, that would have been after COVID. Um, when we sort of like found me, it feels like <laughs> I don't know, that time is a blur, but yeah. I feel like she really set us on a trajectory where we had a plan and we knew where we we're going from there and mm. exactly how to execute it. Because before it was like, I know all the bits that are involved, but we don't know how to get there, and we're kind of like teetering in place. And then once we had those sessions, it was like set all out for us, and then it's like go for the next two years. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's wicked. And uh, tell us, the, the first gig you guys played as a band, uh, interesting in that you're battling the nerves of re-entering a sort of a social setting and also your first gig as a band. Uh, tell me about that and your, your feelings in the lead up to and on the night. It was Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar and it was during the day yeah. and it wasn't in their band room. It was in the corner of the bar. That's <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few yeah. gigs in the front room there. So it, it was like a really, you know, classic style of first gig, you know, just kind of shoved in a corner with a bunch of gear, um, opening up for these um, other sort of uh, local bands yeah, that were amazing local bands. Like- really grateful that they gave us like that opportunity it's always like struggle to get that first gig through there because you always yeah. need that experience to show so yeah shout out to bro down <laughs> <laughs> yeah wicked and uh were you guys nervous as well yeah i remember i was filled with like heaps of nerves and excitement and there's like such a thin line between like those two feelings that it kind of like blends into one and I feel like I was more excited than nervous because it'd been quite a while since I played live gigs and that's like mm. my favorite thing. So I was more excited than nervous. So that pushed us through, well, pushed me through. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, the first um, single, oh, sorry, go ahead, Van. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> that's all right. I was just going to add, I might have a different experience from my first yeah, time. Like being yeah. a drummer, you kind of got this massive wall of gear to kind of work as a barrier with between you and any audience so it's for me it's not so much nerve-wracking I just get really excited to be able to sort of share music and share my talents and things like that yeah excitement. <laughs> yeah nice one and the first single you guys recorded and released as a band was trick-or-treat 
Um, tell us about the song because uh, I know it's sort of got like this Halloween vibe in the lyrics and, and obviously has some allegories to some uh, relationship troubles and stuff like that. Um, tell me about the song. Well, lyric-wise, I was like really angry at an old friend for like spreading rumours and stuff. So that was oh. all like in the verses, it's all like it's me against you kind of thing. And then I think during the time that I was watching it, I was watching, not watching it, sorry, writing it, I was watching the Halloween movie that is called Trick or Treat, like uh, with an apostrophe. Right. (laughs) And they use that, like, old Halloween song a lot where it's like, trick or treat, give me something good to eat. (laughs) Just to creep out your listeners. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah I just thought I was like that would be sick to use in a song so yeah it just happened to be writing that angry song at the same time that I was watching that and I was like grab that <laughs> how was your experience with it man um I didn't really do much with the lyric side of things you know um I kind of just hit the drums but uh for the for the music side of it when we were kind of uh writing that song and kind of like vibing it out um, I think we just kind of wanted something that was a weird mixture of just angry and fun, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, there's something just fun about having that bit of rage venting, I think. I've had people say it's a song for the girlies, so <laughs> it's very camp. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, it's sort of got that tongue-in-cheek vibe about it that, that makes it stand out, and especially the Halloween yeah. angle really separates it from something else you would listen to because, yeah, that was the first thing I noticed, the... Um, in the chorus the the trick-or-treat line so yeah really cool really creative it's also got that nice little uh sort of towards that breakdown you've got that creepy little whisper of trick-or-treat that always kind of i got it's still listening to it now i get chills yeah, that's myself Robbie that's how you say his last name ben. yeah <laughs> okay yes who like produced and recorded that because yeah he was the one suggested to just whisper trick-or-treat and then it worked really well <laughs> there you go that's awesome. And um, also around the, the time of the release, we've got some great promo photos of you guys. Um, I found that on, <laughs> on the socials where you've, you've all got like sort of like the corpse paint going on and the, there's a Halloween vibe to it. Uh, thing that stuck out the most to me was, uh, Jemmy, your head was cut off and put on a silver platter. <laughs> it was, yeah. Amy Harris shot those ones. We just knew that for our first photo shoot of like who we are, we just didn't want a regular band photo mm. we wanted someone what something that someone could look at and be like oh this is different like what's this yeah <laughs> yeah and was it sort of like uh photoshop or trick photography to achieve that effect or it was real it was real yeah yeah the head's I just off Jamie's head is <laughs> yeah. still attached to her body yeah <laughs> uh, amy's amazing she did a great job with them yeah and shooting that photo, it looks like you're in a park or something. Um, did you have any people walking past and wondering what the hell was going on? Yeah, I can't remember that much. You know better than near where you live. Yeah, so, so I actually managed to find the location. It was um, the old grounds of my really old primary school. It just sort of got demolished and kind of left there as nice little grasslands. Um so it was a very obscure moment. We're all dressed in makeup. My friend uh, Nikki Puki, uh, she did the makeup, um, sort of helped us out with a lot of the props. Um, 
And the arrow I had for my photo shoot was actually a trick arrow. So I'm sitting there the whole time with like a fake arrow sitting out of my chest. And you look over every now and again, you just see people walking dogs with their kids or something, just kind of staring at us and like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, is this some kind of like strange movie that they're making or something? And You made that arrow yourself as well. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. It took a lot of, I'd have like wires and everything. I was very impressed with it. Yeah, that's Art. awesome. <laughs> And during COVID, like you probably, you know, they might have mistaken you guys for actually being dead. So that, that might have been an interesting layer. Well time. <laughs> for sure. And um, I noticed uh, I was reading when you guys first introduced yourself, you had some uh, interesting band buyers that you put together. And I noticed Gemma and yours that said you listed Toadie from Neighbours as an influence <laughs> on yourself. Um, obviously, I'm not a Neighbours fan, but you're you kind of un-Australian if you don't know who Toadie is. I've actually got his face all over one of my tyres, um, some friends of mine. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of those like Uncle Rico. Is it Uncle Rico? You know that that website? Yeah, that does yeah all they that. would sell that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a few shirts from Uncle Rico, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I should have pulled it out to show it to you, but um, yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> I would have loved that. I can imagine it though, and it's glorious. I think it's like young Toadie as well. Is it pre-ponytail or after ponytail or a bit of both? <laughs> it's like when he was young and he had like the curly, curly hair. Like it was. Yeah, yeah ponytail. I don't even know if you call it a mullet. It, it's a heinous haircut. Like I cannot believe. Yeah, it's like a mullet that's like tied up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's, it's not good. I'm sure <laughs> if you asked him about it today, he'd probably cringe. But um. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone with that haircut going around today. <laughs> Oh, no doubt. It's coming back, the mullet. So, Yes, <laughs> all different variations. Yeah, for sure. Classic look. What it is, is it? Uh, business up front, party in the back, you know? That's it. That's that's the one. And uh, Van, I noticed in yours you said you listed the blood of your enemies as your favorite food, which uh, <laughs> seems dangerous for someone who identifies as a Pokemon trainer. So should we stay away from you if you're playing Pokemon Go? Or- no, definitely. Yeah, I got the Pokemon. I got the yeah. Ghost Evolutions tattooed on the arm. Um, oh, nice! I used to live with Van. Definitely stay away. It's been <laughs> That's a lot of. Nah, blood. The, the blood of my enemies days is far far away from me now as I get a little bit older. Um, <laughs> just sticking to the regular, you know, regular foods for the moment. Um, <laughs> Mellowed out in your older age. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember writing a lot of those bios and we were like, we could just go for the normal answers, but who wants to read any of that anyway? So we just really, really went far out there for the band introductions because that's, we kind of like to be a bit silly as a band. That's uh, kind of where we head towards a lot of things. Yeah, I guess you could do that. It's very hard for us to do that. The main fucking (laughs) band photos, but yeah, everyone does those, so. Yeah, we're just not serious people as people, so sometimes it's hard for us to put seriousness into our art. But the next one is going to be serious, so watch out. <laughs> Ooh, like the sound of that. Well, God in May is the latest single we have from you guys, yeah, that was and um, another kind of one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, something that stood out to me about that song was it, it sort of leans heavier, it leans more into your heavier side. So there's a bit more emphasis on the metalcore aspect of things um is that sort of like a natural progression or something you guys have been building up to over time or yeah it's definitely natural we've got all these different sides like 
speaking of the next one as well, is we're going to go like way softer. So it's just like showing all these different sides we have to us before we move on to something that's like more compact, like an EP form or something. Mm. So, yeah, just showing what we can do. And, yeah, that's definitely the heaviest song we have written so far. Well, Mm. actually kind of we've written more heavier stuff now, but that's like secrets. Secret. (laughs) It sounds like um, you're giving your calves a bit of a workout with the drums there, Vera. Yeah, um, I'm quite proud of that song, actually. Um, I remember us sort of like bringing the music together and we were kind of sitting there in the room. We're just like, we really wanted something that someone could like, you know, create circle pits and do a proper mosh to. So we all kind of sat there, put our heads together and like, what's sort of like one of the heaviest things that we could write as a group um, at that point? Um, And so, yeah, Gone and May kind of formed and Gemma just beautifully sort of put her vocals on top to kind of make it all fit together super nicely. And then I wrote something angry. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. And the title Gone in May, what's the significance there? Uh, It's kind of like a like deep significance there and a personal one. Um, So the song itself is about kind of like the anger that I experienced um, after my dad passed away when I was about 10 years old. And yeah, so growing up, thank you. (laughs) Growing up, um, sorry, for listeners, I giggle because I'm awkward and weird and it's hard topics. (laughs) Um, Yeah, growing up, I kind of like, a lot of anger came out for many, many years. And so I wrote it about that anger because no one really talks about that with grief. There's a lot of talk about sadness, not so much about anger, even when it's something that happened that was nobody else's fault. There's still so much anger and wanting to place blame on something. But, yeah, that um, title is gone in May because he passed away in May. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to make it all dark now. No, no, it's it's like I love it when um, bands sort of open up a bit more about that because it's as, as someone who's gone through grief myself very recently, it's it's very difficult to talk about. So yeah, thanks for sharing yeah. that with us, Gemma. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, we have four singles from you guys now, which are all excellent. Um, is there a chance for a full length or an EP anytime soon? Or yeah, well, um, at oh, at the end of no yeah at the start of 2022 so i'm bad with time at the start of 2022 we recorded and this was after trick or treat we recorded five songs with bo mckee and we had planned to make that an ep but with advice we decided to make them all singles Mm. so yeah we're Gone in May was the third of the them. <laughs> yeah. So there's two more coming, and then after that, we're just gonna be focusing on a whole new era, and we'll see what's to come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like with the the singles approach, um, that's obviously the way things are done now? Um, is it difficult holding songs back from release and, and waiting? Definitely, because like. For ourselves, sorry, the cat's having a time again. Um, for ourselves, we have, like, moved on musically from some of that now. Mm-hmm. So, like, it feels a bit not great, but it feels great, but it doesn't feel as good as it could. 
like releasing these old songs. But once they're out, it feels like they're brand new again. But mm-hmm. yeah, just the leading up to it is like, ah, oh, we want to release this new song though. <laughs> but we'll get there. Yeah, I have to say, um, for me, the I think the hardest thing is just uh, having that excitement, like pent up for so long. Um, yeah. You know, because releases, especially for singles and getting all the content for it out, um, you know, you got to get your social media content out. You got to film your videos, uh, play, your, play your gigs and get your advertising and all that kind of stuff. Um, that takes, you know, quite a bit of time. So you have that whole time you're just sitting there like, I want people to, to hear this song. And there's also that bit of nervousness as well of being like, what if it doesn't resonate so well with your audience as, as you hope it does? Yeah, it's a really good point. But once point. it's out, it always feels good, I reckon. All for me. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a bit of a Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you guys wasted no time getting active on the live circuit. Um, I was just scrolling through your feed before the show and saw you guys have already played so many shows. Um, what stands out as your favourite gig so far and why? For me, it's definitely the last gig we played, like opening, well, not opening, supporting Drastic Park, yeah, which was really good. <laughs> and it was definitely, like, the most people we've had in the audience, which is always, like, a plus. <laughs> and just, like, the energy was really good. And I'll also add in, like, any show we've had with North Road as well, they, like, majorly like supported us or still support us and like supported us in the early days and definitely see them as like a big brother band so we'll always say those shows early on were always great um yeah so like gigs that we have done in the past um i mean they're all great it's always fun to get up on stage and share your music with uh anyone who's keen to listen to it um so, yeah, playing with North Road was a, a real big one for me. Those those guys have been hugely supportive of us and uh, just always, you know, they're a great, friendly band to sort of play along with. Um, I remember yeah. playing a gig with Everline as well. Um, legends. I hope I pronounced their band name right. They are legends. Like, she can belt a tune like crazy. She's so good. Um, but looking into the future, we've got uh, coming up, we're playing with uh, Future Static. Yes. Nice. Um, on the 28th, um, and I'm super excited to sort of be able to play with them. I've been sort of a bit of a fan of them um, for a little bit of time now, sort of found them at the start of this year. Um, I know our guitarist, Sam, I've been, like, been following them almost since they, like, formed, and so he's, like, counting down the days when we get to share a stage with them, and so it's it's exciting to see that, you know, we're starting to sort of also play with some bands that we idolise as fans. Yeah, for sure. So just a, a few lighter questions before we wrap things up. But um, do you guys have any embarrassing band stories? Oh, embarrassing? I mean, I'm just a generally embarrassing person. So Yeah, uh, that's what I feel like with me as well. I'm like, I feel like I'm just embarrassed of being me. <laughs> what about when we, because we do this thing where our last song we play, My Name, when it gets to the bit where it's just like the chugging guitars before it goes to the last chorus. We usually do a thing of like everyone get down on the ground and then like when it kicks in, jump up. And there's been like once or twice where like we've missed that mark and it will just come in like <laughs> bad <laughs> every time. Various different times. Yeah. But we've since worked it out. 
we know that until I count down, we don't go. <laughs> We've been much more trained now. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, you told people to sit back down, to sit down, and then they just didn't get back up. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, though. Mm. They usually, uh, there's a lot of times where people complain and don't get down. <laughs> <laughs> I think getting up, I mean, I'm. I'm 33 now, so that's usually where like the back problems and you know <laughs> yeah. tiredness that's starts to really up. kick in. So I would probably struggle more I with getting back up than limit. getting down. I'll be like, if you're under 24, I'll get down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm on the. Uh, I mean, I'm 29, but I'm a few few months shy of turning the dirty 30, and uh, my knees are starting to click when I go down. So. Oh, mate, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> As we went down, I said, I want to hear your knees click. <laughs> <laughs> and click they will, believe me. Yes. Uh, yeah, it'll all go off a cliff. You guys wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you guys could pick a dream band to share the stage with, who would it be and why? Now, this could be local. This could be uh, international, you know, past, present, dead or alive. Who would you pick and why? Mm. I like it's always my camp for me, but then like also I feel like I idolize them way too much, and it would be too much, and I wouldn't be able to to perform. <laughs> so maybe hmm. Blink would be fun, just because they're mm. fun people. <laughs> Out of everyone, it would just be a blast. <laughs> yeah, they they good picks. What about yourself, Van? <laughs> Um, I've got so many answers to this, um, but if I had to pick a couple, I mean, on a local sort of, you know, Australia scene, yours truly. Um, nice. You know, ever since the Walk on My Grave, that single sort of came out, I've sort of been loving them. Um, and speaking of Everline, they just sort of got announced as their opening act. And I was, a big part of me was just really jealous, um, you know, hoping one day I, I want to be like where they're at. Um, but if we're talking yeah. international, I think uh, sort of, yeah, it would have to be like if I got a chance to like, you know, open up for like Paramore, um, Tonight Alive or even um, Stand Atlantic. Nice. Oh, you know, those, those like... great powerhouses of um, female-led pop punk bands. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Did you have something to add there, Gemma? Oh, I just wanted to change mine to Stand Atlantic as well. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Great band. Well, I think that's all I have for you guys. Um, what's just to for something to leave us with? What's the plan for the band for the rest of twenty twenty three and beyond? Well, I reckon I'm going to give you the exclusive surprise. Ooh, rest of the band, love the scoop. <laughs> um, yeah, we have our next single. All the things I've been avoiding is coming out November eighth, and yeah, look out for it. It's a very serious one. It's everyone's favourite when we play it live. So we're expecting big things. <laughs> I feel like it. So a bit of a crowd pleaser and a bit of a tear maker, you know, it brings, brings, brings a bit of a softer, sadder side to um, what we've previously released. It's good. Give those calves a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Fantastic, guys. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, for everyone listening, make sure to check out Gone in May on Spotify and obviously all the other songs too. Um, you guys have any gigs coming up that we should be aware of? Yeah, just the 28th, if this is coming out before then, yeah, of this month where 
um, at Singing Bird in Frankston, supporting Future Static for Punk and Patch. Awesome. It's going to be a great show. I hope to see everyone there. And um, yeah, thanks guys for, for joining us. We're looking forward to seeing what you guys do next. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us.